Hello. Hello. How are we? I'm all right. How are you? Yeah, not bad, not bad. Back home now. How's that feel? Yeah, good. Uh, only back for a week and then back up to Manchester again. So Rhys James is on the pod today. Uh, Rhys James is a British stand-up comedian. Uh, he's appeared on Mock the Week, live at the Apollo, and uh, also he's done loads of stuff, Rhys. Busy B. Very busy. He's always classed as a busy bee. <laughs> Busier than us, anyway. Chris Ramsey show, virtually famous, Comedy Central, Alan Carr's Christmas Cracker, Live at the Apollo, Soccer AM, Love Island, League Their Own, Richard Osmond's House of Games, Pointless Celebrities. On and on and on. Basically, he's been busy, and I've been sat here. Making songs. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Excited about this one. This is a house. This is a very big household name, isn't it? Name. I mean, I always see him on the telly when my parents are watching it. I mean, I don't really watch telly like that, but my parents watch a lot. And what do you do? I don't know. I'm a big like Disney Plus, Netflix, uh, YouTube. YouTube's a big one. I think YouTube takes up like when I'm watching something like content-wise or like Twitch. You know a lot about Twitch. That kind of stuff takes up like most of my day. Tell me about it. I've seen your, uh, you've got your finger in quite a lot of pies on there now. You're doing all sorts. Oh my God, I'm fucking loving it. Doing the role play on Grand Theft Auto is just, anyway. And your, uh, your viewers are like through the roof as well. And they can see like, in comparison, I remember, I remember like, I look now and there's at least 300 every time-ish around that ballpark. I know, it's, anyway. It's uh, David Earl on Twitch. What's, what's Twitch? Just look it up and get into the modern world, boy. <laughs> Uh, uh, do you think I'll ever be like that? Do you think I'll ever like fall into that? Oh, I don't know what's the next trend. Oh, you can't help, but you've actually. I feel like you've got to. I mean, the only reason. Sorry, I'm eating a nut. The only reason I sort of know about this stuff is because I'm trying to create work. Yeah. yeah. But like, if I if I wasn't doing this, I would never fucking clue what any of that. Yeah. What Twitch was and streaming and. Why is it that younger people just are ahead of the curve or like no more? I don't, I don't know. Because Ricky doesn't seem like he's ever been left behind. You know, every time like something is advanced with development, he's always sort of had something ready for the next big thing. Yeah, because he's in the biz, I guess. So it's so sort of keeping an eye. I don't know. I don't know. It's, things happen. Things evolve really quickly and progress really quickly and unless you're not paying attention yeah i feel like a massive part of development is like being able to adapt and be ahead of the curve and things like that also you're hungry you're hungry to learn and you're young and hungry to learn and yeah you get to a certain age you go, oh, fuck it. i've learned enough <laughs> <laughs> i hope i don't really but, well you shouldn't but um reese is waiting in the green room and so Very nice too. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. Here we go. How are you, Reese? I'm very well, thank you. How are you? Yeah, good. I came onto your pod, you come onto my pod. Yes. That's how it works in the industry, I'm afraid. No fees. No fees. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing wrong with that, is it? Nothing wrong with going onto other people's pods. No, it's the it's the name of the game. Yeah. Uh how are you? How are you? Where are you? I'm in my shed. I love your shed. It's not bad, is it, actually? Um, you must have been over the moon when that was finished. Oh, I, I moved into a place that had it. So I wouldn't, there was no building involved for me, no process. It's pro- probably, it probably added way more to the cost of the home than it should have done, given I bought this house in a pandemic. So now it has 
very little value compared to what it would have done. Is that, a, is that an end of the garden sort of shed? Yeah, I mean, end of the garden's pretty... It, I mean, it's about a yard. <laughs> the garden's not very big. It basically, this is the garden. <laughs> <laughs> there's, okay. like, there, there's, there's about five yards of garden, and yeah. then it comes to this. Is that where you go topless in that little five-yard section in the sun? Yeah, so what I do is I, I'm wearing a top in the house, and then just for that little five yards, take the top off, and then as soon as I'm at the shed door, top back on for indoors again. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like that's a staple of success, isn't it? Having like a nice shed in the garden. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's, I reckon so. That's you know you made I, that's, it. If when I knew I made it, yeah. Two, two ways I've known I've made it in my life. Um, the shed, obviously, and uh, there was once I bought plasters, um, but I wasn't bleeding. Oh, right. Just for like a backup. You like an investment sort of thing, yeah. Yeah, that's good. Got enough, <laughs> got enough money to get a little box of plasters. Can I get myself a little box of plasters? Actually, I'm not just going to buy, not just going to buy one when I urgently need it. <laughs> that's lovely. <laughs> how are you? What are you doing? Um, how do you keep busy? How do you keep trim? <laughs> and so on and so forth. I'll tell you how I keep trim. Actually, um, <laughs> big part of my life at the moment. Basically, is what it? happened is I didn't used to care that much, and then I went to watch um, Harry Styles live at Wembley, and I became obsessed with getting his body. Did you? I am obsessed. I've googled it for ages. What he does, it's quite complicated because he's got millions of pounds to work with, and I've just got a shed. So it's not really fair. He's got a Hollywood trainer, obviously, who goes with him to every tour date and helps him out. He he has a drip and I, he has like a IV drip when he's on tour, I think. Vitamin drip. Um, yeah, I know, right? How old is he? He's a couple of years younger than me. So he's got that on me as well. 29 or 30 or something. I don't know. What, is he always, does he have his top off on stage? Yes. Yeah, so not always, but, but, you know, he's not shy about taking it off, whereas I am. He wears like sort of open, open button shirts, doesn't he? Or like a lot of, a lot more revealing clothing than most. Sometimes he wears dungarees with no shirt like a toddler. Yeah, that looks that must look very sexy on stage. Yeah, it's fantastic stuff. I mean, yeah, but if you it's... if you walk through Exeter looking like that, <laughs> sure, you're not getting away with it. Yeah, yeah. Well, he's got the benefit. But thing is, he does. It, this is what's weird about it. He's got girls screaming at him, even if he doesn't do that. So have you? So, so have then you. he does. Do you have you had that at comedy gigs? Absolutely yeah. not. <laughs> <laughs> of course not. Does it ever happen, David? You've seen you've seen comedy fans. Oh, no offense, but fuck me. <laughs> do you think there's a market for? Do you think there's a market for a sexy uh, comedian? What? Do you think there's a market for like a sexy topless off comedian? Interesting. There's an American comedian you'd be fascinated by him, I reckon, David, called Matt Rife. Have you ever heard of this guy? No, no. See, but he's like really big on social media. He's like viral comedian. Oh, yeah, he's always got his always got his muscles out. He's got a sort of chiseled face. Big. He looks like he's had lip fillers. And his whole oh my god yeah right and he talks to the audience about their red flags and he just does sort of crowd work about um icks they call it and uh it doesn't immediately jump out as a sexy man no but he is welcome to my new football club by the way yeah. <laughs> <You're just tuned laughs> <in>. <laughs> i was thinking i wonder what this podcast's about then given <laughs> question one was how do you keep trim it never starts football-related, does it? never starts football-related. I don't think you can have a sexy comedian walk on stage. I don't oh, think you on. can. I mean, we all we know some. Maybe you can. Russell Howard's got muscles. 
Yeah, he's done all right. But he's got the lazy eye, so it makes up for it. Keep you grounded, Russ. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that helps, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. What are we talking about? We're talking about being screamed at on stage by women. Yeah, look, have you ever, have you ever seen that? Have you ever I seen that? I do, what I do know, which is not, this is not, I know someone who when they got, oh, I shouldn't say this, I won't say their name, when they got famous, they got quite a few messages from ladies and he met up with one of them in a hotel and spent the evening with her. And she was married and had said to her husband, I'm going to spend the friend my, the night with Claire. And she met up with this person and had sex with him in a hotel. Shall we guess? <laughs> <laughs> Imagine that though. It's like Naomi going, oh, I'm going to stay at uh, Rachel's. And she's fucking Matt Lucas. <laughs> no, it was. There's several other issues with that one. <laughs> Lots of revelations in that story. <laughs> of everyone you could have picked. I hate that. I hate that thing, though. I'm a married man. My wife's, and my wife has suddenly become obsessed. Well, with you, Reese. <laughs> Excuse me? <laughs> <laughs> I just, anyway, I thought I'd throw that. That must happen loads. She, she wants a peek loads. at the shed, does she? Okay. Yeah. Oh, here you <laughs> uh, Right, let's talk, let's talk footy. Uh, who's your support? Tottenham Hotspur. Yeah. My son has just become a fan. I think I might have told you. I've just bought their kit for him. Yeah, was it because he likes Son? Was that why? No, he watched, he, he watched them beat Man City last season and just ah. said... They're the ones for me. Yeah, that's the only team we beat, unfortunately. <laughs> Man City can't score a goal at our stadium. Ever since we moved stadium, there's a weird curse. And Man City have never scored there. And it's, Pep, what, it's all Pep Guardiola talks about in uh, press conferences now. He says, oh, and once you sign uh, Haaland, like, how do you think that'll change things? And he goes, well, maybe we'll be able to score at Tottenham. He says stuff like that. And it's sort of all we cling on to at the moment as Spurs fans is that Pep Guardiola mentioned us. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> because we're so, we've been so crap for ages. Um, but, yeah, we get to be like, <laughs> we've got this one thing we hold over Man City, which will inevitably disappear next year. But, you know, fun while it lasted. I, I don't think my son's budging. I think he's, he supports Exeter. Don't worry, but worry about that, John. But Good. he definitely supports Tottenham. I think he's in now. Yeah, it's, it's that's it with with football fandom though isn't it it's like it sort of doesn't really matter the results are sort of irrelevant to supporting them once you choose or it's chosen for you you you're riding that those waves of absolute abject depression and occasional bits of oh that was all right i'm a little bit fond of tottenham okay i'm listening (laughs) my ears are burning you cannot have free no not like that but i don't feel any they play nice football uh, they've got a lovely kit. I'm quite excited to talk to you about their stadium in detail. Mm. What's it Have like? you been there? No. Well, I asked my mates at Tottenham Sport and I said, what are the chances of getting tickets? And he says, no chance. Oh, I don't know about that. No, I think nearer the time, there's quite a lot of resale right. um, of season tickets and stuff. So in advance, it's probably tough. 
but just go to a, just go to like a non-important match and then you'll be fine um it's massive there's like there is yeah it depends where you want to sit it's ma- it's enormous it's exact isn't it something like exactly 1000 seats bigger than arsenal stadium <laughs> so they it? just went arsenal 60k right 61k it is right well you can turn up on the if they were playing a midweek game it's a mm. regular game you could turn up on the night and get tickets i wouldn't turn up but if you on the morning if you just like looked on the website i bet there'll be some for sale people selling their ones through the website you'd be fine it's really good in there it is genuinely excellent the stadium how beautiful is it it's you're walking up what, what am i looking at well what, if you're walking up tottenham high road you're thinking oh god <laughs> i don't know if i'm gonna make it to the stadium because <laughs> right. that still very much is tottenham so that is you know you're looking at chick king jerk center What's that? What's Jerk Centre? It's a jerk chicken restaurant, but it's very, very fun to pose in front of, for example. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. It's those sorts of things. And then once you get inside the stadium, that's when it all... Bec- I mean, the things that we have in there that we brag about, the sort of like our desperation to be top of something. So we've got like the longest bar in Europe or something mad. <laughs> you go, yeah, but when I'm going to a bar, I'm not, I don't think this, is, this isn't long enough. The length isn't what you're looking for in a bar necessarily. So years ago, I remember comedian Joe Wells put on um, the longest ever comedy gig. And it was like loads of us over like three days straight. I don't want that. And I was like, famously, if so, if, I, if you speak to someone and they, you know that they went to a comedy gig at the weekend and you go, how was it? The last word you want them to say is long. Lovely and long. <laughs> Lovely and long. As, as long as can be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And that's how I feel about the bar. Has it got a lot of people working beyond the bar or is it just long? It's got a lot of people working behind it. We've got those um, pint glasses that fill up from the bottom. Wow. You know what I'm talking about? You just go, you push it down and it fills up from the bottom and then it sort of seals itself. Uh, uh, what's our bar? Uh, the bar I go to is made from just, it's just exposed breeze blocks. Yeah, it's um, <laughs> yeah, it's a bit outdated, isn't it? Well, to be fair, there's quite a few bars at the ground. But rather than one long one, we've just got a, quite a few uh separate ones quite a few short ones mate <laughs> so if you put them, put them together <laughs> you got yourself the second longest bar in europe <laughs> they're traditional sort of like poor pints like you would have in yeah pub. well to be fair there's not there's we've got the longest bar and then there are several other bars as well yeah um we've got a little mini there's a microbrewery inside the stadium I was gonna say, beaver town i was gonna say is it's got its own brewery and its own like lager and stuff on it and ales and all sorts yeah it's got a lot we've got a beer called one of our own it's an IPA. That's going to have to change, uh, I imagine, in a couple of weeks' time. Or we're going to have to say it about someone else. But that's what... Yeah, suddenly this beer is dedicated to Jaffet Tanganga. <laughs> I was going to ask you, Reese. what are your thoughts on the uh, uh, Harry Kane situation? Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, John. I just want to go okay. back to... Uh, go I want to go back to that lovely stadium. The important question. Have you got one of those moving walkways like air, airports have? <laughs> no, of course not. I mean, I would love that, but it's not. It's not that spacious. That'd be lovely, all the way around the stadium. we holding your little pint. Lovely. Okay, so this clearly, David, is your idea of like plush, right? I'd like to. I'd like to get down to the bottom of this. What else would have to be in a stadium for you to think, oh, that's modern and that's pretty fancy? So obviously, a moving walkway, pretty men and women in uniforms, sort of guiding me. Okay, right, in a sort of like business lounge type yes, style. Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah. 
There is that in, so my dad sits in, um, it's not hospitality, but it's a step above where I sit. So I sit in a normal seat. My dad, my dad, yeah, (laughs) my dad has a premium seat and, uh, he is the seat behind the tunnel they come out of. So it's like the, it's basically is the best seat in the stadium. It's leather. Uh, and What's you get a little for that. What is he paying for that? He's paying double what I'm paying for mine. What is he paying for that? Genuine? I mean, I can't ask, but I will ask. What is he? I think for? it's. Well, I'm sure the information is probably available on the internet. I think it's like two and a half grand for the season, or something like that. Okay, so you get a leather seat. You get a leather seat. You get um, yeah, there's like food, free food and drink and stuff in this little nice bit with sofas and tellies. And oh, um, pretty men and women guiding him. But it's not like a box where you get like an actual three course meal. It's more like a little buffet type thing. Um, so he goes much. He goes early before the game and then sticks around after. Let the crowds die down. That's heaven. Soak that up the free Heineken and drive yourself home. <laughs> 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 David, you're Fuck. the opposite though. You're like a shooter and you're off, aren't you? As soon as the game's done, you, you're like... Out the stadium. Yeah, but well, I, I bet your dad's got people to hang around with. Is he? Yeah, he hangs around with people. <laughs> it varies, I think. He hangs... um, <laughs> come and go. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I normally stick around after the game because I head off to that that little. Did your dad allow you to hang out with him? No, you're not allowed. They put they for for a while Fucking to block hell. off because you could technically walk there from the seat. You could just walk over to where his seat is and then go into the uh, let's call it backstage. You could get into the backstage. And we did once on the last day of the season, because all they do, they just sort of stand at the top of the stairs and they want you to just like hold up your season ticket to show that it's a, it gets you in there. And I remember me and my friend uh, Dexter just went, oh, my mum and dad are over there. Should we go and have a drink with them? Let's just walk over and see. And we just walked up and just held up a wallet where you couldn't even see anything. Just went, yeah, like that. just confidence. All of life. If, have you seen the film Catch Me If You Can? It's just confidence. Is is confidence. I know. So I spoke to a streaker who got into the centre of the Super Bowl final with his knob out. And wow. he he explained the whole that journey. That, <laughs> <laughs> he, he explained the whole journey from, and it was all confidence. He, what point do you strip off? I'll tell you what point. You strip off as you jump over the concrete wall and it's like a 10 foot drop, you land, you take your clothes off, you're wearing a referee's top, you run out to the middle. So all the players think you're a referee. You then get your cock out. (laughs) Fantastic. Fantastic. (laughs) Yeah. That's a good idea actually to get into the sort of backstage bit of the premium bit of Spurs, just dress like one of the ushers. Oh yeah. Or get your knob out. Yeah. Yeah. What if you'd held out your a wallet and said, "What are you doing? Why are you doing that?" What if they'd asked me if they said, "What? Yeah, what's that's that? just your wallet." <laughs> no, a uh, season ticket. I'd have said, "This is what I'd have said." We could do it as an act out if you like. Okay. Should yes, we? please. Yeah, please. <laughs> <laughs> we can. Are you ready? All right, I'm walking in. <clears throat> uh, what are you doing? That's your wallet. No, no, season ticket. No, it's not. Hold your wallet up again. <laughs> there you go. Arnold. Have a word with him. Arnie. Next. Season ticket in there. No, you're already gone. I'm just going in with my dad. You're my already gone. Just, my dad's no, just mate, gone. No, mate, you're in there. already gone. Arnold's taking you to the side. 
Done. Next oh, week. please let me. Oh, please. <laughs> My dad's in there. Can yeah. I? It's the last day of the season. That would work, wouldn't it? No. Oh. No, you're good. <laughs> no, in fact, the streaker, he got taken on, He got taken away by all security and they sort of beat him up backstage. Do you think they're... Okay. Backstage? When they're beating him up, right, are they avoiding the genitals or going for the genitals even more? Yeah. I'd feel uncomfortable beating up a streaker. Well, he was thrown in a cell with the referee's top on and his knob hanging out. With like... <laughs> A Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing to hang himself with, of course. No shoelaces. No. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> what's it like being a Spurs supporter? It is uh, horrible. Are you excited at the moment with your new manager? I am a little bit, but only because I've sort of got to a place. I feel a bit like a Buddhist with Spurs now. I've got to a bit of a place with it all where... I'm so sort of I was so sort of numb from Marie the second half of having Mourinho and then Conte of how boring it was Why that I sort of it was so that I realised about halfway through Conte well in Conte's second season I sort of realised there's not really even any moments where you get to stand up and go oh I was like nothing's even nearly happening we just like, it's just passing me by and I'm having a chat now why and what's he what's he doing what's his um... it's just like quite defensive we weren't very. We were just really bad on attack. We would just try and soak up pressure for the whole game and try and win 1-0. Towards the end, we scored a lot of goals in this first half. and But we weren't good enough to do that. So we would often just try and do that and lose 3-0. Um, so it was always just a bit... It was just dull, basically. The experience was really dull and quite lifeless. Was it dull and lifeless in the stadium? Yeah, a little bit. Just like a bit antsy. Yeah. And there'd be a lot of Levy out chants towards the end of the season and stuff like that. And just a bit... And there was people were chanting Pochettino's name to bring him back. Because under him... Even when we like lost, I mean, we were really good under him, but even when we lost, it was like, well, we'd kind of lose 4-3 and it would be a really exciting game. And it was like what I grew up on Spurs was yeah. we would often lose 5-3, sort of like crazy end-to-end matches. And it was frustrating to finish where we finished, but it was still just like, but what a, you know, sort of what a day out. And I've now got back to, in my head, football is entertainment. Yeah. And I shouldn't be... I realised that I was effectively paying 80 quid a week to go and watch a play I don't like. 80 quid a week. Yeah, it ends up, it averages out 80 quid a week. And I was like, so I'm buying a a ticket to a play in the West End every week, effectively, that I don't enjoy, all because my dad liked one of the actors who was in it in the 60s. (laughs) And I was like, this is mental. If I was doing this in any other field, then I would have just been, I would have been accused of insanity and I would have had to stop. But because it's football and there's all that you're like in and you're stuck, I was like, all right. So or now are you stuck? Which okay. Is the whole point of this buddy. <laughs> okay. Can I move on to a local side? Is that what you're suggesting? No, no. Well, can you? Could you? I suppose the, the nearest team to where I live is Leighton Orient. John, nice. thoughts on like, here we go. Nice. Here we go, John. Do you go to Tottenham every week, Reese, Or as much as you can? I know you're busy. Every... All the home games, yeah. Nice. It's, yeah, yeah. Well, unless I'm on tour or something. But yeah, typically all the home games. Occasional, very occasional European away games. Wow. That's like, like I know it's never going to happen at XC, but that's my dad's dream, just to go somewhere random in like never gonna happen. Romania and just go on a European yeah. European game. Yeah, that is the that. What are Leighton Orient like, John? They're all right. They're in League One now. So just won League Two last season. Did they? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I should have been going there. Yeah. They won the league. Yeah. 
But they are, they're the ones, you, you know, a few of their plays. They've got Harry Smith. Harry Smith played for them. Yeah, he did. Paul Smith, the one that you have, you sign on your... Uh, the Sex Snake. Yeah. Got, got quite a few. They just sold um, their goalkeeper, Lawrence Vigaru, to Burnley in the Premier League. So, uh, yeah, had some very exciting players, yeah. Very nice too. There you go. Yeah, okay. I'll get down there then instead. That's And then but, I'm going to set but, up a podcast. But you though. won't. But you won't. If I do... <laughs> If you think you're not having a rival <laughs> podcast in the charts all of a sudden. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but genuinely, how do you think you would feel moving from that lovely stadium mm. going to Leighton Orient? Genuinely, would you be, oh man. I quite like it. I mean, there's been a few times when I've, um, I, I've supped at the hipster teat and gone to Dulwich Hamlet. Uh, <laughs> as part Dulwich of- a birthday or a stag do, you know. I mean, like it's the it's the example of something wankers do, which is go and watch Dulwich Hamlet when they don't support them. <laughs> do that. You know, at Dulwich Hamlet for a while, they would um, what? They would hold up their keys. Did you know this? They would jangle their keys. All the fans in standing around in the stands, and it's when there was a when there was a key moment. Oh no! <laughs> How bad does that make you feel? No, I don't like that. Game's gone. Game's absolutely gone. Yeah, it's horrible that. But yeah, I went to see Dul- Dulwich became this like kind of hipster club briefly. That yeah, I saw they're yeah, all over. Like, so I would... they're all over YouTube and TikTok, and everyone absolutely loved them. They played in like pink and blue, or pink and sort of yeah. blue, and everyone was like all over it. Must admit, I love their little gear. Yeah, really it is cool. very nice. Yeah, and so I went to watch them twice, and I re- that is a fantastic experience. Going to a ground like that, Why really small ground, standing. Yeah, uh, I actually maybe I'm now realizing what I liked about it was um friendship because obviously you're doing that as an experience on like a birthday or a stag do there's loads, loads of mates there <laughs> so actually see, what i'm see, looking you for on, you wouldn't go on your own i don't think so i mean maybe if it was really close how close are you to the stadium to exeter stadium i think door to door it's like 50 minutes 50 minutes okay it's quite, it's quite i don't think i do i don't think i'd do that no yeah i don't think i'd do that if it was walking distance then definitely i've got nothing i've got nothing close by Got nothing close by. We are the closest to you. Aren't we? Well, technically, fucking minutes. Technically, you got. Well, it in. takes me that long to get to Spurs, but that's different. You know, then I'm going into a stadium with travelators, with the longest bar in Europe. <laughs> yeah, what am I going in? I'm. Hey, um... But you love your you love your boiled sweet gang and all that. Oh I yeah, do. yeah. I you do. told us about that on our pod, didn't you? Yeah. <laughs> Getting a little pack of sweets. I do. I do. <laughs> I do. I love my gang. The idea of having travelators and watching Harry Kane. Very yeah, but to too. remind you, there, there are no travelators, to remind you. I, so And no Harry Kane. <laughs> and no Harry Kane soon, yeah. <laughs> do you yeah, think yeah, he's yeah. going to go? Uh, I kind of do. I really didn't think he was going to go. And now I think I think he, think he is going to go. To where? Because I think they're going to get the offer. And I think... Like, what, United? No, I think to, to buy Munich or PSG, to be honest. Here's my feeling on it, Okay. Once yeah. and for all, out there in the world. Because <laughs> I always get asked, what do you think about him going? Do you, want the, do you want to cash in and get the money? And I keep telling people, what money are you talking about? I don't get any money for him leaving. I don't know. We're so obsessed with as fans with the business side of the game. Yeah, you know, even, love this. Even if we got 500 million for him, my ticket price is going up every year. The price of food and drink is going up every year. It's got nothing to do. It doesn't get put back in the club. And we can sign a bunch of players. I watched us do it with the Gareth Bale money that will all flop bar one. And we won't ever replace this man. He is a 
generational talent. My dad supported Spurs because he watched Jimmy Greaves. He loved watching Jimmy Greaves. What he remembers of that is how brilliant it was to watch a player like Jimmy Greaves, not how much they sold him for at the end of it and how great that was. I want another year of watching Harry Kane. Okay. I don't yeah. want hundred million. He can, I'll happily let him go for free. I don't care. He can do what he wants after this year. We've got an attacking Australian manager who I imagine is going to inspire me to drink eight pints a match. And I want to <laughs> do that. Having watched Harry Kane score a hat trick every week, win the golden boot. He's got one more chance at a trophy. You're insane. If you're a football fan saying, yes, yeah, sell him, let's get the money. You're insane. And you have lost your way. John. Yeah. I think you would say sell him and get the money. Uh, um, no, when with with a team like Tottenham, maybe not. If you had like loads of and and to be fair, anybody because like Reese said, he's he is a generational talent and he is one of a kind. And I feel like like Reese is saying, from a selfish point of view, you you don't care that fight. Like especially at Tottenham, you're not going to see that whatever he goes for reinvested back into the team because that's not how Daniel Levy operates. So unfortunately mm. it's probably more beneficial to sit there and watch Harry Kane play with some sort of mediocre players around him and let him carry the team like, like usual. So I can, I can, I can he, just, he, he means, he means more to me than the club having a hundred million. Now, if it was Harry Kane stays at Spurs or I individually get a hundred million, different story. In fact, that's a super little uh, game to play. What would you need to be paid for Harry Kane to go? Okay, so we're going to start at £1,000. <laughs> and he definitely, and if not, he definitely stays. And does he sign a new contract or does he just stay for the one year? What would, what would he do in this situation? He could sign a new he would, contract. He would leave now. He would leave so, I'm, so if I take the thousand, he just leaves now. Yeah, if you take the money, he leaves now. Yeah. If you don't take the money, he sees out his contract, then there's no guarantee he resigns. Best question I've ever asked on the pod. Please. Great. Okay. Great. <laughs> Keep going. No, no deal. No, thank you, banker. Two thousand five hundred. What? We talking a season ticket next to my dad? <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> Eight thousand. Eight thousand okay. pounds in your back pocket. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Okay, <laughs> now it's getting harder to turn down. No, no, no Harry Kane. Listen, listen. Hang on a minute. £8,000, back pocket, straight away. No Harry Kane. Rejected. I've got my shed. I'm happy enough. I think this will get you now. 13500 It's <laughs> very specific. <laughs> Is there tax on this um, uh, payment? Straight 13500 straight into your back pocket. Plus no that? Plus Huh? Plus that? Yeah. <laughs> oh, plus that, he says. <laughs> uh, no, thank you, actually. I'm going to go no. Seriously? You want another season out of him? Well, I want some more money. I'm trying to negotiate. <laughs> 22 grand. 22. 22 grand, he's gone. Who's he gone to? PSG. Sorry, but this game has no, this game has no merit because... That you you haven't got a limit. You could just Reese could just go yeah more 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 and you could go. No no I, I believe Reese is honest here. He's, he's truthful. He'll go no, give me the money. Twenty two. Does anyone know? Did do, do the public know this is why he's gone? Because I've because Reese has taken twenty two grand. No no no. It's a little secret oh, between you and me. I think the public should know. <laughs> <laughs> if, if the public knows, it's got to be more money. No, it's a secret between you and me. What about the public knows, but it's, the fee is undisclosed? 
No, I don't want the public knowing that Reese is involved. Sure. <laughs> after after that speech I just did, and then I immediately yeah. take twenty two grand. <laughs> when Spurs aren't accepting any less than a hundred million. What um, could you do with twenty two grand? You've had a lovely time with Harry. Deposit for a house. Grand. What could but what what could I do? What could I do? Plasters? I could get some more plasters, but as I say, I've got on a bigger scale though. You could you could think, right, let's invest. Yeah, right. Really plan for the future. I'm going to say no to 22, actually. It's not quite Fucking enough. Fucking hell, Spells. Really? 28? Call it 30. you got a deal. <laughs> 30 grand. Bang. 30 grand sold. <laughs> Would you? 30 grand. 30 grand, he can go, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is, I mean, it goes against everything I just argued. I want to watch him. But it's different. If if we sold him for 100 million and Daniel Levy was saying, and I'm going to give you, Reese 30 grand, I'd say get rid of him. You're rubbish. In the current He's market, rubbish. you could buy a hundred thousand Freddos with thirty grand. What's Freddos? Sweeties. Just you know those little chocolate frogs. You don't. You've never had a mm. Freddo. <laughs> well, I didn't think you'd uh, use that as a. Well, because you know the price of a Freddo <laughs> is always like contra- the controversial topic amongst elders, isn't it? Like, oh, when I was younger, Freddo was zero point two pennies. <laughs> What amongst yeah. elders talk about Fred? <laughs> this is true. It's, it's a, it is a thing. Is it? It does sort of show us inflation. Yeah, weirdly. Okay. John, similar question. Who's your favourite player at Exeter at the moment? Favourite player? Yeah. Who do you love? I tend to not have faith. I tend to not just fall in love with anyone because I know they're going to play like the game. The merry-go-round. Play the game. But at the moment, I'd probably go. <laughs> Ooh. Wow, this is tricky because we've got so many new players. No, I'll go for uh, Sam Nombe. Why not? He's like the generic goal scorer. Okay, Sam Nombe. Uh, he goes and you get £100. Wow, start a lot lower with me. Why is that? <laughs> <laughs> well, because they fuck off anyway in lower league. Uh, no, not for 100 quid. Well, you keep him for another season. Yeah, how badly do you think I need 100 quid? <laughs> you could get I'm going to say 60 Freddos for that <laughs> 500 no. quid a grand no really yeah why would I I don't need no no I'd rather him score I'd, I'd rather see I'd rather see him score 20 goals again like last season than have a grand five grand mm, oh five grand five grand five grand that's more than like <laughs> That's more than like a student loan, isn't it? Five grand's a lot. How much is the season ticket? Oh, like 400 quid. Okay, I'm just trying to do the maths. I, I can afford... 320 if you get it back in April, like I did. I reckon I can afford... Let's work it out. With my 30 grand... Probably buy every season ticket in the ground. He could buy an extra player, can he? I can buy about... I think I can get a season ticket. Let's say it's going to go up. It goes up every year a little bit. I reckon I can get a season ticket with that thirty grand for about eighteen years. Wow, that's great. That's good. At Spurs, maybe maybe a bit less. Oh no 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 no! no. This no. is Spurs with that thirty. Oh grand. right, okay. So with the five grand, you you you're trying to, if you want to get up to sort of my levels of repeat business with the season ticket, you're gonna to have to go a little bit higher than five. Again, I don't, honestly, five grand. <laughs> I, I actually wouldn't take that for Sam Nombe to go and play somewhere else. He'd probably go somewhere else in League One, so he'd score those seventeen goals against us. Well, that'd be shocking. A couple of games if he scores 
Well, not, obviously not all 17 of them. <laughs> <laughs> but some of them. Okay. I mean, I'd take the 100 quid because it seems like players just... But what are you going to do with 100... Like, what are you going to do with 100 quid? Get some red boxes for the wall. Yeah. Buy you some Start filling that wall kit. up. How much does a Tottenham kit cost? About 100 quid. About 100 quid, isn't yeah, it? Half, half a Tottenham kit for 100 quid. Reese, would you like to answer our 10 famous questions? Yeah, go on then. Why not? Okay. Quick fire? Okay. Uh, are they quick fire? You are they can, quick they fire? They can be whatever you want. If you're like, I'm done with answering them. Honestly, <laughs> <laughs> entirely have whatever you feel Dr. like. Brown did half and half. Okay, I was going to say, is, is this essentially the structure of the podcast to answer these questions? And if I do quick fire, it's a very short episode. Um, yeah, we. I like to have like a little half hour, forty minute section here, but it's entirely right. up to you. <laughs> Quick fire then, <laughs> bash, bash through them quicker than okay. me. <laughs> Question one: What's the first game you went to, please? Uh, Tottenham Hotspur playing against Leeds United. Wow! At the old uh, White Hart Lane in the East Stand behind a pillar, and we lost three 0 And at the end of the game, everyone had got up to leave. I remained in my seat, crying my little eyes out. And all my family, my dad and my granddad turned around and said, what are you crying about? I said, what are you, are you mad? We just lost 3-0. And then they were like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's how it's going to be. Did you, how old were you? I, n- nine, eight or nine. You're really crying? I cried because we lost, yeah. And to wait, I think to wait till the final whistle to cry when 3-0 down shows a lot of blind hope that I've carried with me into my adulthood. <laughs> But no, this could happen. It could happen. Yeah, I'm I cried. Just about my boy crying now. Maybe he'll, maybe he'll understand it a bit more in the next year or two because he's eight now. Maybe the next year or two he'll understand what losing means. Mm. I've cried at Wembley. I've cried at Wembley a couple of times. Yeah. Yeah. Very upset. Me too. Boy. Harry Styles, night two. <laughs> Beautiful. Night, night two. See, I can't. I don't know. Night two. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know when I was there. <laughs> so who was playing for Tottenham then? Who would have been playing for Tottenham then? Well, growing up, because I had a season ticket from about 10 years old, and that was when it was Did players you like... Did you dad or he not allow it? <laughs> yeah. So my dad, when I was like 15, me and my brother were getting on a train. We were, me and my brother and my dad were going into London, but for separate reasons. He was going in for work or something, we were going in for the day. And I remember the train pulling up and my dad being like, he'd been stood with us on the platform and then being like, all right, see you later. And then he just went off into first class. <laughs> and then we went off into standard. Unbelievable. <laughs> ah, yeah. Super stuff. It sums uh, it up. <laughs> um, but yeah, I was sat with my dad, season ticket back then. We were in the third row, really close at White Hart Lane. And um, for a few years, then we moved to like the 10th row. Around that era, it was players like... So it was Darren Anderton and stuff like that I was going to say him, yeah, yeah. Um, but then the ones I sort of remember from when I first started was more like Maurizio Tarico And uh, I, I guess, actually, in the Leeds era, it probably was David Ginla, whose book is next to me right now. Um, Fuck, you saw David Ginla. I don't know, actually, for sure. I'd have to look up the Spurs-Leeds 3-0 and see who was playing. 
Let's have a look. Oh, Spurs, yeah. nil. Yeah, three that was leads. a... What, sorry, what year was this? I'm trying to work it out. I don't actually know. I think we lost 3-0. Turns out you won. I can't... Yeah, I was correct. <laughs> we both play in white. Very confusing for a child. White Hart Lane. I don't know how to find this, to be honest. 97-98, Spurs v Leeds. 97, fucking hell. We lost 1-0. It could be this game. And that was that was Ian Walker, Sol Campbell, still there. Justin Edinburgh, Ginola did play. Rule this Fox. This is Spurs, I really remember. Rule, Rule Fox. Fox. Rule Fox is the name I got on the back of my first Spurs shirt because it's the only one that would fit. Yeah. Tiny body. Me and Rule well, Fox. Well, and Rule. Yeah. Uh, Chris Armstrong, I remember I used to give him a lot of abuse. Chris Armstrong. Player called, um, do you remember Stephen Carr? Right yeah. back. Yeah. So we used to sit next to these guys. We don't anyway since we moved stadium, the seats all moved around. But for years we sat next to these guys at Spurs. And he used to this guy we used to sit next to, Paul, whenever the keeper would have the ball for like it had gone out and he could do what he wants with it, he would always shout, because we would be on the right hand side where Stevie Carr would be, he would always shout, Stevie Carr, Stevie Carr. And then the keeper would always boot it up the other end of the pitch, and this guy would go, That's the one. That's the one. <laughs> It'd be the opposite. And then one day, Stevie Carr played for Newcastle, came back to play against us, and he would be running along this wing we were on. And all game, this guy just shouted, Stevie Carr! Remember when you used to have pace? He must hear me. He must be able to. Stevie Carr! And that's the main memory of going to Spurs when I was younger, is just hearing Stevie Carr. Was it the same bloke? Again. Wasn't the yeah, same yeah. Bloke. Same bloke. He had a season ticket next to us. Obsessed with Stevie Carr. I'm looking at Stephen Carr now from two years ago. I mean, he's younger than me. I hate seeing footballers that are old now. Yeah, it's funny. You they, what do you mean? Has he let himself go? No, but he's he's in good nick. But he's just he's got a forty-six-year-old face. It's not right. And the last it? time I saw him, he had like a twenty-eight-year-old face. It's funny you mention um, <laughs> Leeds being like your first memory because mine, Frankfurt City, was similar. So like we, you obviously watched that was Leeds in the Premier League, and then my first, well, one of my first memories, like first clear memories, is us beating Leeds two 0 in League One. So like shows the comparative. Yeah drop wow that they, uh, yes they yeah mad well yeah there you go now there's a roller coaster yeah that's what there should be a podcast about actually what leads go, go back go back in time to when i was a kid invent podcasts <laughs> leads pod to start yeah where they were they were like they were a team to beat in the premier league when i was a kid and my best mate supported leads yeah them and man united yeah viduka yeah. harry kuehl they're unbelievable and then what into administration and there's that famous clip isn't there of their of their owner going like we we uh we may have overspent in the past but we lived the dream and uh yeah yeah that, that, <laughs> so what happened to them how far did they drop league, league one. one yeah and yeah and then the even like last thing now spending too much they've done you were saying John, Who, what's that yeah so leads the, the stat came out so they just so all, all of the players that they signed for record fees had a relegation loan clause which meant that they could go for free if they were relegated so they spent 120 million and i think they got 5.5 million back in transfer fees for the accumulative 120 million god god awful yeah so they broke this they went through a song where they broke their like 
So they broke their transfer fee a couple of times and they were going to go down again. So in January, they spent like 25 million on another striker and stayed up and it looked like amazing. And yeah, they, they haven't done great recouping that money. No, I reckon you could offer one at 30 grand for one of those players in real life. <laughs> yeah. And get one at this stage. Yeah. What? How much money does this podcast make a week? This could pod- you get a, yeah. Could you get a, could you get a Leeds player, do you think? Signed to the pod? Easy. Yeah, yeah. Whew. Easy peasy. Well, we do two eps a week, so you could get one off the back of the first ep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> get Jack Harrison in or something. Yeah. Yeah, I think he's linked with a, like, a move back to the Prem, isn't he? Well, if he's if he's faced with the choice, Prem or Championship podcast. Football. Oh, oh yeah, <laughs> the podcast, yeah, yeah. I'm not even talking sorry, I'm not even talking playing playing for Exeter. I'm talking oh, being on it. permanent fixture on the podcast. Well, he wouldn't be good enough to play for Exeter. No, 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 no. But we don't know what he's like as a broadcaster. <laughs> Who is he? You don't know who Jack Unbelievable. This the disrespect for the future staff of my I new football club. Never heard of him. <laughs> wow. I, look, I can see the negotiations have started already. <laughs> 26 years old. I should have I should I should have known it. I should have known it. Well, now we're looking for this. I He's definitely not going to join, is it? I should have heard of him. No, I think this is good. This is like art of the deal stuff. I see what oh, you're doing. Oh, who is he? Yeah, he'll be emailing. Oh, you do know me. Please let me on the podcast. Exactly. Yeah, you're negative. You. Come on. <laughs> 30, 30 grand, you're in, boy. <laughs> <laughs> Question two, Quezzy two. Where do you sit in the ground and why? West stand lower. Now, West stand historically was the family stand. Stand that one day my dad... I uh, lost you then. I completely lost you then. So I haven't heard any of the last one good, minute. Because I was basically repeating myself again and again because you were frozen. <laughs> <laughs> the answer was, I don't go to the games. Next question. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm, I'm looking at the West Stand. I'm looking at the West Stand. I'm looking at the lower, and it's so lovely. White Hart Lane West Stand was the family stand. Uh, I was a child with my family. Now that stand was very, very quiet, other than someone shouting Stevie Carr. It wasn't a big chant stand. People didn't really. They weren't very aggressive in that stand. And then one day, um, my dad. There was a game where it was quite. Uh, we we all felt the referee was sort of going against us a lot. And so everyone was starting to get a bit wound up, but just sort of like standing up briefly to be like, oh, never, there's never a yellow. Oh, what's that foul or whatever? My dad obviously let all this sort of rise up inside him. He repressed it all, didn't say anything the whole game until picking an abysmal moment to let it out, which is when a throw-in happened near us. That was maybe given the wrong way, but, you know, there was no consensus on it. No one else really stood up. And my dad obviously thought everyone was going to stand up and he just stood up and just went, you are a cunt. Like that. So clear. So crisp. Diction was perfect. I'm sort of 14 next to him. And everyone just sort of turns around. Because this is a guy who like... I've got to get your dad on the pod. He's been going for t- he's been going for 10 years. Hasn't shouted once. Then he goes, ref, you are a cunt. And I, everyone just turned around like, ooh. Cool. He'd, never, he'd never said anything up until... He'd never, he'd, he'd never like really shouted and been aggressive at all. He'd like got involved a bit when people had... But he hadn't, and certainly that game, he'd not been going, oh, fucking bollocks for everything. He just waited and put it all into that one very innocuous decision. I obviously thought it was absolutely hilarious. 
I thought it was one of the because it was not only was it my dad saying that word which I'd never heard before, it was embarrassing. <laughs> He'd embarrassed himself. How was, was he afterwards? Was he like he just sort of sat back down? I think he kind of did that thing where you have to kind of carry on a bit. So he sat back down and he was like, "That's that's never, that's never a throw into there." He's a fucking shit ref, fucking twat. Yeah, and had to sort of pretend. <laughs> And we were all like, yeah, yeah, okay, man. Yeah, yeah, no worries. My dad hates referees. My dad, I don't think my dad hates anything more in the world than referees. And the standard of refereeing in League One, too. And the whole football league in general is horrific. Does your now, dad be careful. Out, be careful, because some of those aren't referees, okay? They've got their knob out. <laughs> be careful. Yeah. Just be careful. <laughs> no, my, yeah, my dad shouts a lot at the refs. Does yeah. he? Yeah. That's, that's, that's probably, he'll, he'll have a little chant and a little clap. Then won't say anything, and then a bad decision will be made, like a really obviously bad. You sort of anyone in the world other than that ref would have given it the other way decision, and he'll yeah, he'll get involved. Would he swear? Yeah, yeah, he likes a little swear. But football's the only place that he swears. What are you like when he's doing that? Are you like yeah? yeah, yeah. I just I just laugh. I'm like I always say to him like this. First of all, there's nothing that you shout that's going to change that decision, so it's kind of a wasted breath. And uh, second of all, just. Come on, just chill out a little bit. Does he? They can probably hear. Can they hear you? No, no, no. no. There's, there's no? like eight, eight and a half thousand people. I know, but I kind of sometimes I reckon that eight and no, take that in, Reese. There are eight and a half thousand people. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> How many in your stadium? <laughs> yeah, about about the same. <laughs> no, but still, it's probably eight and a half thousand in your little section, aren't there? Yeah. Probably. I mean, yeah, in fact, the South, so we, we sit next in the new one, we sit next to this South stand, which has been modelled after Dortmund had this amazing yellow wall that basically is one long stand rather than being split into You two. and your long bits. So that we have, yeah, we've got the, exactly. <laughs> so that, and that, that has an escalator up the side of it, of course. Yeah. Um, and it's so that you get all this noise so it's not broke. They were like, essentially, they looked at things like the Emirates and were like, oh, there's not much atmosphere, is there? And West Ham and the Olympic Stadium. Another little dig. Exactly. And so they thought, well, put, put 1,000 more seats in and, and add a bit of atmosphere in, why don't you? Oh, and is there, do you feel the atmosphere? Yeah, that stand is like, even when we've been crap lately, there's a lot of, you can really What's that hear stand that stand called, Reese. What's it called? The one with the... South, South stand. It's actually called, oh, okay. I think they call it, Start calling it, or maybe I just started doing this, calling it the Son End, because he scored the opening goal at that end. Uh, South Stand, Spurs Oh, Stadium. it's that one. Is it the one with the curved back? Uh, yeah. Curved top to it. Honestly, your stadium looks fucking gorgeous. It, do, it does look good. It is really impressive. Flipping hell. Do you know what I like about it? No gaps. No gaps. You can't see the street. I like the gaps. Can you see? I like gaps. No, you don't. You're saying it because you have to like the gaps. No, I don't have to. I'm coming in and saying no gaps. I wouldn't please. have a bowl. If we could have a bowl, I wouldn't have a bowl. I'd have like a Burnley. Get I'd the wind in. Let the, let, the, the let the elements play on the football. Get the wind in. Get the wind in. <laughs> Get the, Get wind, the in. wind in. Get the wind in. Windy time. <laughs> <laughs> Look at Stoke. Stoke was the worst place in the country to play because they had a Stoke. bugger with a long throw and wind coming in from all four sides. Because it, yeah, but you, you you don't like some stadiums, John, because they're windy and cold. Yeah, I, well, I, I as a fan don't want to be cold. 
but like I'll sacrifice being cold if we're in the Premier League. <laughs> right. It's a worm. I just like coming into a cosy stadium and you just see a little green bit of grass outside mm. the cars and the city. I just want to come into this cosy little place and watch a bit of footy with no gaps. Well, you're in the wrong place then, aren't you? Yeah, really am. Cosy. Would you? Would you, uh, do you think the, the words cosy and stadium go together? I think they do. I think do they you? do. I felt cosy at Plymouth. Let's have a look. Let me have a look. What have they got? Roaring fire. <laughs> I felt quite cosy. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> right. It is stadium. actually. You know what? I'm looking at it. Yeah, because it's. It's kind of that's actually got best of both worlds of what you're both looking for, because it's hard. It's bowl on three sides, and then there's there's an opportunity for the wind to be getting in there. Yes, but they are our arch rivals. <laughs> yeah, well they've got it right. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay, <laughs> let the listeners of this podcast know. Limith have got it right. Have you seen Exeter's ground, Rhys? Yeah. I have just seen it. Listen, I love Exeter. No, you don't. You've just spent the last 10 minutes moaning about it. (laughs) (laughs) I'd die for this ground. Where do you sit? What letter do you sit? Where do I sit? Huh? I'm looking at the ground. There's there's, the letters are on the seats. We've got two stands of letters on the seats, haven't we? Do you sit in either? Do you sit in one of those? David does. I sit on the newer looking stand, which isn't attached to any other stand. There's a gap either side of the stand. Uh, but I, I sit there uh, about right on the sea. Oh, right on the sea. Right on the uh, downward line of the sea. Oh, yes. <laughs> David refuses to stand up. He's scared of the standing up stand. Look at that. I'm just sorry. I'm just looking at our stadium. There she is. <laughs> There she is, sitting for a seat. David's scared of the atmosphere, I think. That's quite a big gap, isn't it, to the side of that stand? Yeah, it's because there's yeah. a train track. Half in, the pitch. There's a train track in behind. So it's a fucking, sorry, I shouldn't swear. There's a train track, so you can't you can't do anything with it. You could grow, grow trees. There is there is things down there. There's like a, there's a little bar and there's... Grow trees. Pine trees. <laughs> How that would look even worse. Someone would go, why the hell is there trees there? Getting the ball down from that tree with a big stick. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the tree boys. It's the 94th minute. Come on. Oh, loads of little tree boy teenagers at the bottom of the trees. Yeah. Fetching the... I'd like pine trees there. I would. Just let's do something with the gap. So, so far you suggested we put a disco floor in the Heritage Lounge and we build some pine trees by the side of the pitch. I just think I don't want to see the rest of Exeter. I think that's the beauty. I love it. I, when I go, I love seeing all these houses and all this. I love. It's a beautiful city. So why would you not want to see it? Can I just say, actually, David, it's quite frustrating to hear that you've got these sort of ideas of a, a disco floor, pine trees in the stadium. When we gave you the opportunity on the podcast, fit and proper, to revamp Exeter in whichever way you liked, and for the most part, you said, "No, I'll keep that the same." <laughs> <laughs> A whole podcast dedicated to the hypothetical taking over a club where you can do what you want, and I'm hearing that you're giving ideas like disco floor. Oh, Reece, you should hear him every week. He's he's banging on Taggy's name, going, "You should do this. You should do that. You should do this." Right? Where was yeah, this? But when push comes to shove, keep it the same. <laughs> keep it the same, and have a <laughs> except for a millipede mascot. 
<laughs> yeah, exactly. Keep it the same. Actually, when push comes to shove and I'm under the spotlight, like Mr. Tag is, I totally get it, Julian. You'd be crapping yourself. <laughs> you can't even walk down the stairs without feeling judged. So imagine if you changed the whole look of the ground. I would change the look of the ground and then move on to another, another club. Just keep a low profile. Great. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's a really low profile. That change. You just whole... do you, you, like Lawrence Llewellyn Bowen, but for football. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> what a great job! Oh, <laughs> you God. just revamp football stadiums and go. <laughs> Um, question three: What what is your match day routine, Reese? I get excited about about this. I don't massively have one. I don't think I saw. When did you, um, you go? <laughs> Sorry, we're going all the way back to there. Aren't we? <laughs> he likes to know what yeah. what you do when you wake up. Uh, what do you eat before you go? Yeah, are you going? Oh, I'm gonna have a nice little breakfast. What number bus or what line of the tube? Everything he needs to know every little detail. Right. I don't, it, it obviously is variable. Let's say it's a, it's a Saturday three o'clock kickoff for the sake of argument here. Uh, if you're playing Man United or whoever, a big side, are you buzzing? Are you buzzing when you wake up? No. I went to Man United versus okay. Tottenham last season. <laughs> didn't go. It didn't work out well for us. That I imagine. Uh, no, you lost. I think. Yeah, we would have done. So you're do not that. excited. You're not. No, not really. I mean. Fuck. If it's a Spurs Arsenal and it was, you know, the last last season we were never had no chance of winning either of those. But if it's a Spurs Arsenal before last year, then I'd be just very nervous and I'd be thinking, sell my soul for a draw right now. Take a draw right now. No one has to be humiliated. WhatsApp's quiet and I can just move on <laughs> to the next game. So you're not thinking I'm about to witness 22 incredible players. No, see that's God, no. that's where it's wasted on people that watch the Premier League every week. Because honestly, the thought of doing that race is so exciting. When I go to watch Tottenham versus Man United, I'm thinking, oh my, God, I'm going to see some of the best players in the world. I can't you're believe just there it. Like, oh, that's how I do that every week. When I watched United a few months, ago, I just couldn't believe I was watching all those players in front of me, and you look dead behind the eyes. Yeah, I'm not. Um, I'm not fast. <laughs> Uh, it's you know I suppose I'm certainly not thinking about it until I'm not you know, I'm not waking up in the morning thinking about it that said the way you get that feeling is a sort of European away day as I said where then you're buzzing from the moment you're leaving for the airport then you're thinking oh my god I went to see us play Barcelona um, and that was like the whole trip you're excited for the whole trip anyway but that was like it, we, it was sort of a, I think it was basically a must win for us to get out of the group as well we ended up drawing, but into Drew, and so we got out of the group in like the last minute, and that was incredibly exciting. What was that? What's that ground like? I keep hearing it is hearing. so. Yeah, as an away fan, it's quite horrible. You're so they put you in the highest corner, so far away. There's a big net in front of your section, so you can't lob stuff. And I was on the back row of the highest corner, and there's kind of nothing behind you. So it feels like if you stand up too quick, you just topple over the back. It is insane. Wow. I can't believe that it's allowed. Wow. Yeah. It feels I've like... I've got if to it... have a look. I've got to have a quick nose. Top but you can... You, it is an amazing view. You can kind of see some of the city over the top of it because you're so high up. 
But can you see the game well, or are they too too small? You get like um, yeah, you can, but it's a bit. Uh, I always felt like it's weird. It was weird that managers have to stand on the side of the pitch because you get way worse view of what's actually happening, positions mm. and so forth. So Glenn Hoddle used to sit in the stands for a bit of it. And I think like front row of the upper tier is typically like the best view, isn't it, for seeing how the game's actually going. Then in a similar way to how you don't want to be in the front row because you can't actually see what's going on, even though you can see their the hairs on their legs, you don't want to be in the back row because you can only see... It's like watching a sort of bird's eye view championship manager thing of dots moving around. Yeah. You can see it as a, like a tactical thing, but in terms of individuals, not massively. Yeah. So were you excited about seeing all those players? Just that was really exciting because also you might see Messi. I think he did come on for a bit at the end. Lloyd's met Messi, isn't he? Why didn't he say? He said he's met him twice. I think he's met him once, hasn't he? He did his did a thing for FIFA. Yeah, I th- yeah. Did, and he me- I thought well, he, well, he's he's been on the pod a few times. I think he's mentioned that it might have been twice that he's met him because I sort of th- oh he's met he's mentioned that he's met Messi, has he? Yeah, yeah. He, he oh, dropped that one. <laughs> surprised, surprised by that. <laughs> He doesn't normally mention that. Has he mentioned that he's in Ted Lasso? <laughs> Good God. Um, Emmy nominated Ted Lasso, he would have said, I imagine. But uh, yeah. Emmy yeah. winning, actually. Yeah. I won a Golden Globe in 2014. Congratulations. No, and it's the first I'm hearing of it. I didn't. Oh. <laughs> but you can just say, I would have believed it. You can just say yeah, well, it, can't you? Make a, you can make up any old shit. People go, bloody hell, he's good. Oh, well, hold on. <laughs> Who can be bothered to look at anything up? Exactly. Just say anything. No one's going to Google it. I think if I said I was a Glo- Golden Globe winning actor, I think I would probably get laughed at. Yeah, but you could tell tell Reese what you do, John. I get so proud of you, John, when you tell people what you do. What do I do? I don't really know how to... You're, better you're, at describing you're a football commentator. Me. You're a football commentator. Yeah. For the BBC. Yeah. Incredible. It, that is, I mean, the thing is, you've got a sort of dream job there. Yeah, that is that is literally my dream job, but like... I mean, John, my... should we do an example? No, we're not doing this. Come always on. ask me to do this. We're not doing this. Come on, just one. Well, yeah, give me but... a, let's, I'll give you a scenario. Okay. Yeah, um, please. Exeter are passing it back around the defence. Nothing's happening. Okay, so like, I think the important thing, it, what, what, what we, we have to differentiate here, is this for radio or for the telly? Because it's, di- it's different. Hey. <laughs> well, radio commentary is better, isn't it? Because you've got to do a lot more work. Okay, so you want me to do the one that requires more work? Yeah. Okay, so Exeter just passed it around the back. So I'd be like, and the game sort of died here at SJP. Exeter City just knocking the ball around the back. Alex Hartridge, Pierre Sweeney, check the advice. They all sort of rotating like they normally do. And the, uh, the build-up play has been brilliant from Exeter today, but not quite. Alex Hartridge uh, has been playing well, actually, uh, the last 10 minutes, yeah? <laughs> yeah, I mean, Alex is always a 7 out of 10 performer for, for City. He's always... Okay, and now I want you to imagine there's a cat on the pitch. I would probably laugh if a cat broke. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Fucking hell, there's a cat on the pitch. Oh, we've got we've got an invader, but not of the human kind. A feline cat yeah. has invaded the pitch. The play is well, play what, stopped what, as what Alex Hartridge chases know, this cat off the pitch. Oh, this is a lovely moment at SJP tonight. And everyone's applauding. Everyone is applauding. At there you go. Collecting the cat and safely returning him to the edge of the pitch. John, we do one more. Um, Sam Nombe breaks through and just buries it bottom left okay who's played the pass or can I make all of that up uh, Jack Aitchison Jack Aitchison okay right 
I need to picture how it would go through. Okay. Right. <clears throat> Jack Aitchison's cutting off the left. The ball through for Sam Nombe is spectacular. And he rolls it into the back of the net. Sam Nombe puts the Grecians 1-0 up here. At oh, one... <laughs> yeah. And then I'd like you to clarify that he then immediately leaves the club because uh, John himself, the commentator himself, accepted a six grand bribe. That was worth rejecting the six grand that the BBC offered me. There you go. I don't know how you do that job without tripping up over your words. It's ens- it. it's absolutely sensational. It is a job I would want to be able to say that I did, but I wouldn't want to have to actually do. No. Yeah. I, I mean, it's one of those things like my family always asks me, like, do I get nervous and things like that? And for, for the smallest things ever, like, I get nervous cooking an egg or making bacon because I'm scared I'm going to kill you? myself. Do you? But, like, when it comes to, like, being on the radio... Are you nervy in the kitchen? Yeah, I hate it. I won't... Like, I'm lucky enough to live in a house of ten lads who all cook for me. Brilliant. What? (laughs) What did you just say? (laughs) I beg your pardon. Yeah, so, like... Where the fuck do you live? (laughs) That is... I've never heard anything like that. What? There's ten lads just just running around a kitchen cooking you meals. Well, no, so, I'm at uni. (laughs) I live in, like, a big ten... 10 man house with all like all my best mates and they are all like you just stretched out on the sofa huh are you just stretched out on the sofa no, so, yeah, like, doing your bidding one of them cleans one of them cooks no so like often like we'll be recording like i don't know an episode at like 7 30 of whatever we're recording and i'll be like oh can someone whatever you're making can you just make two portions and i'll be like yeah so, so i i try and avoid cooking God, i'm imagining them in little bunny outfits little skimpy <laughs> No, the, the best for it is a uh, yeah. big shout out to Derek. Des, Des is uh, my guy. He always cooks up a, a lovely meal for me. If I'm... Let's get Des on the potty. Yeah, Des would love to come on. Let's get Des on. Who does he support? Uh, Rangers. He's a Scottish. Ooh. Nice twist. Scottish chef. Yeah. <laughs> Surprised by that. Yeah. And when I say <laughs> chef, it's nothing extreme. It's no all idea. like... <laughs> it makes a good case of this. Yeah. Yeah. So okay. your match routine is... <laughs> Question, <laughs> four. Question four. <laughs> Question four. What'd you go, who do you go to games with? Uh, I go near to my dad. Um, and then I sit... Uh, the season ticket next to me is shared between uh, my friend Dexter and my brother Sam. Oh, that's a nice that's a nice setup. They've both got young kids. They can't be getting there every every game. Okay. But you've always got one of them there. One of them's normally there. Occasionally that ticket will be available. What'll happen is usually I'll offer it to Brett Goldstein. He'll be busy meeting the president or something. Um, so we sort of gradually go down the list to other Spurs fans. <laughs> oh, often it'll be like it, it, to be fair to Brett, he will often go, Oh, I can't, I'm not available. And then I'll look at Instagram. And I'll be, I think that's Joe Biden. I think, sorry, I think he's in the White House right now. <laughs> I go, right, okay. Yeah, no wonder he couldn't make it. Who, who are, what other Tottenham supporters are there that we might know? Anyone? Um, comedy ones. I actually yeah. haven't. I've taken Jake Lambert to a game before. Love Jake. Um, Jake. Uh, Carl Donnelly supports Tottenham. Oh, okay. Right. Joey Page supports yeah. Tottenham. Um, but I've not been with either of those. It just usually ends up being a sort of, I don't know, whoever, a mate, sometimes even a non-Spurs fan. Yeah. You wouldn't, would you go on your own? I have been on my own in the past, yeah, to an How evening game. 
I don't really mind it. I we the the guy who sits the next seat along is a guy who goes on his own called Alistair, who we've become quite pally with. So I just you know just chat Lovely, to him. Isn't it? It's very nice community. Also, just in front and a couple of seats down uh, is two mates I went to school with. I thought also you were going to say something like a, a pop singer that we'd heard of or something. <laughs> yeah, and those mates are. <laughs> Have you heard of JLS? Um, because so have they. And yeah. down in the same block as me, down at the front, is Stuart Laws, the comedian. And he's oh. often there. I think he's given his ticket up, actually, but he was there last year. So I'd see him as a lot as well. So, okay, you know, it's all basically, that's all basically it is, ideal. It? It's very nice. Who have, we, who have I got? Who sits I've in got... the sea? Who sits in the sea with you? Um, I don't know if I can name names, really. They love you, though, don't they? You're part of the family. Oh, yeah, actually. Yeah, I, I can't name names either, so me. can you bleep out all of that? I shouldn't name <laughs> names either, actually. <laughs> Do you want me to bleep them out? Just bleep out <laughs> everything. Everything I've said so far on the board, actually. You just, just bleep out everything. I love it. I was thinking, I think I said to you before, John, if I manage to get my whole family to go, like Naomi and the two boys, we're going to have to move. I can't. That would be heartbreaking. can't imagine doing that. Yeah, you can't leave the boiled sweet gang. No. Is that the sort of League One equivalent of the uh, prawn sandwich brigade? No, no, no. We have, we've got our own prawn sandwich. Yeah, we've got our own prawn sandwich. Oh, you've got that. Okay. Yeah. Good to know. Yeah, we really have, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Question five. Favourite away ground? Um, I went to see... I've twice been to Dortmund to watch Spurs. And the reason it's great is because they've got that big stand. So I sat in... I think on both occasions I sat in the Dortmund bit. And they were so friendly. We were playing against them. It was really obvious we were Spurs fans. Full kit. And uh, they... They're so friendly there, even though it was a sort of, you know, Champions League match, maybe a must win for both. They just wanted to chat. There was no threat they were going to beat the shit out of you. Holding hands? They were just, yeah, they were, yeah. Yeah, why not? They were <laughs> <laughs> yeah. both at either ends of a bratwurst, eating yeah. into the middle for a lovely kiss. Um, and also, so that was really good. The atmosphere was amazing. And the stadium's brilliant. But also, there's this big sort of like... Uh, just a big, what's it called? Like a German beer keller type thing next to it. Massive, huge bar where they all just go and just sing songs beforehand. Not that massive. That was... <laughs> not that long. Certainly not the longest. <laughs> but it, listen, it had a bit of girth to it. Worth talking about, though. <laughs> it had yeah. some girth to it, so it made up for it in other ways. Okay? Yeah. Yeah. It's the way you use the bar. Um, but yeah, it was... They're all just them singing songs being really welcoming to us as well. So I would say away experience, that's probably my favourite. I went to see us away at Huddersfield on my own when I was on tour once. And I was in Leeds and I said to the promoter, where can I watch Tottenham v Huddersfield tomorrow? What sports bar could I go to in Leeds? And he said, is it in Huddersfield? Because that is a 15 minute train away. So just go. Managed to Uh get a ticket, went behind the goal. We won 4-0, I think, 4-1. But that stadium's really weird. That's all open. Because it's like... That's all got the corners, isn't it? It's all like arches and then the corners are empty. Yeah, it's like a sort of... It's like someone in 1970s vision of what the 2000s all look like. <laughs> oh, my God. I've, I've never been, but because I was too young when we were playing them, but the quickest ever headed hat-trick was scored against Exeter City there. Jordan Rhodes. 
scored the quickest ever headed. Right, yeah. Line. And it's um, also, it's the surrounding areas of it. It's a really long walk from the station. And then it's all that's next to it is a, is like an Odeon and a Costa <laughs> in the Odeon and nothing else. It's really horrible. It's just like a big car park and then just that stadium that looks mad. Um, so it's On not the 4th I... of June 2019 at the John Smith Stadium, Huddersfield. Let me guess. Go on. Do you know? Yeah, I just saw the same picture as you. I'm just reading. As you were saying the day, I was reading the same. Gary, Mark and Howard from Take That made it a night to remember. <laughs> Packed out, to be fair, in this picture. It's right. Probably hasn't been many nights to remember at the John Smith, to be fair. No, exactly. How the John Smith Stadium changed sports architecture forever. If you're interested, yeah, that's an article. It feels a little try-hard. Yeah, those, that's yeah. like the one friend that you've got that dresses eccentrically for no reason. Yeah. The Johnson yeah. Stadium. Bit much. Doesn't <laughs> yeah. come close. Sorry, is this your? This is your favourite away ground, though. No, Dortmund's my favourite. This okay. is just a, This is just an ad. <laughs> this is just an, another memory. <laughs> Not many other pods I can share that yeah. sort of memory. No. Question six. One of my favourite questions of the ten. Least favourite away ground. Huddersfield. Is it? No, actually, it's it's the new Camp. The away experience at Barcelona was, even though it was a brilliant game, the seats are horrible in the away bit. You feel like you're going to fall off the back of the stadium. It takes forever to get up there because it's all just walking around. You just walk around like a winding concrete like you would in a car park forever and ever and ever. And I, ha- it was like a brilliant, brilliant trip. But the match day experience. Also, me and so there you go. Here's a little twist. Me and my dad sat in that horrible away bit, while my brother and his friend, an Arsenal fan, sat in a premium Heineken lounge wow. in the stadium in a box. Because at the time, I think he worked for. Um, actually, I think he worked for the NBA, but then got a lot of sports tickets as a result. And they were in this primo bit, and we were in. With the shit munchers. Were you in the heavens, Reese? Like high up or not? Yeah. yeah. Back row. Oh. Back row Back of the stadium. Yeah. I'm just looking at a video here of a supporters. You know that Harry Potter like Quidditch scene where like the Weasleys are at the top of the World Cup thing and they're like they're the highest. That's what that's that's what I imagine every time someone says they're at the top of the new camp. Yeah, that that will be it is it's so high and weird. And disconcerting and you feel really not very welcome even when you're trying to get into the stadium they're really like oh, yeah guys, it felt a bit they're demolishing like, it yeah yeah it's being knocked down right now yeah they're knocking it down well part of it aren't they and they're redoing it i don't know i don't really know what the logistics are but i've only ever had that watching exit city once and that was at the stadium of light i got sort of like i, got, I kind of got vertigo i got all like dizzy at the top yeah i was like i don't well, and i couldn't for the first time ever, I couldn't make out who was who, Exit City player-wise, because we were so high up. I hated it, being like that. Exactly. It was just, uh, it's not nice. They sort of kettled us to get in, and it was um, all of it. Quite, a, yeah. yeah, in terms of an away experience. No, 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 no. Question seven. If you could travel back in time, which game would you watch? Live? Watch live? Or just watch? 
What you mean? You want to travel back in time and watch a recorded match? <laughs> no, as in in person. You, you can go to yeah. any game that's ever yeah. been played on Earth. I like the idea of you going back to 1989 and just putting just watching it on telly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and knowing the result. Yeah. <laughs> but I've no yeah. reason to go back. No reason to go back in time. Um, I would go and watch the second leg Spurs Ajax Champions League that got us into the final. Oh, what a game. Lucas Mora hat trick, last kick of the game, basically. Getting us through. Was that the night Pochettino wore a wonderful dark suit with a dark shirt? All black. Yeah. All black. When I think about that guy, I think about that image. Yeah. Collapsed. He collapsed on the floor crying. Yeah. And said, it's amazing. It's amazing. In the While crying in the post-match conference. Uh, yeah. And now he's doing conferences where he says Chelsea are the best team in London. So, you know. Is he saying that? It hurts. It hurts. Is he saying that? I, do you think he, he said was, some, something to that? Do you think he was wrongfully yeah. dismissed, Reese? Because I think he did yes. so well, so especially because he, he didn't sign a single player, did he? The season he got into a Champions League final, did you keep the same team exactly? I think it was the greatest mistake of Spurs in my lifetime was sacking Pochettino. Something I was gutted about when it happened. We were on a bad run. He'd been saying for ages, "This squad is old and tired, and we need to rejuvenate. We need to replenish." He'd been saying it publicly. He kept doing his analogy about, you can have the best house in the world, but you've got no furniture. <laughs> Not a bad bit of business, I'd say, for your second language. <laughs> and uh, Or your first. And he was ignored. Daniel Levy, we were the first team ever to go an entire year without signing anyone. Um, we might even have been the first team ever to go a whole transfer window without signing him, the first Premier League team. And then we did it twice, I think. And... Uh, because we obviously paid for the stadium and whatnot. And then obviously it all went tits up and we started playing badly under Poch. And then it, uh, my opinion is that Daniel Levy, a little bit of a star fucker, so saw an opportunity to get Mourinho in and was sort of blinded by the celebrity of Mourinho. We all knew Mourinho was a bad fit. Even when we sacked um, Poch, I think I tweeted immediately, anyone but Jose, because he was so obviously the wrong fit. (laughs) And then he came in and then frustratingly, Jose was great for like, three or four months we started smashing it in the pandemic we beat united 6-1 at united yeah, stuff like that yeah, i think yeah. i think it was at united and so yeah. i deleted i deleted the tweet because i was embarrassed <laughs> people were saying this you and so forth and then yeah. i was like ah oh, fine he's good i'll get rid of it and then it obviously it all went wrong as it always does with jose Mourinho. and i was i can't believe i didn't have the tweet because then everyone's no, going you can get a little bit of software twitter software where you well, can... i can get it back yeah yeah Okay, yeah. okay. <laughs> I'm listening. Yeah. Twenty quid a month. Undeleted. <laughs> yeah. Can you do it can you do it for other people's tweets? Yeah. Can you? Yeah. No, I made I don't know if you can I made up the whole oh, thing. Thank God. I was starting yeah. to worry about for a different reason. <laughs> yeah. I was starting to worry about that. <laughs> yeah. Is he really saying that about Chelsea? Why would he be talking like that? Well, he's the manager. Yeah, but Chelsea, I'm sure he said something like, Chelsea's best team. In the last 10, 12, 15 years, Chelsea is the greatest team in England, is what he said. Hold on a minute. Man City just done the... I'm not sure about that. Yeah, he's chatting absolute shit, obviously, but he's probably at gunpoint. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, probably. But yeah, I would definitely go. If I could go watch that again. Um, I was watching. I just watched it on a laptop in my house, and then as soon as we, as soon as the final whistle went, I just I went outside and just sprinted. 
Did you up the road? I had, I had so much energy. Did you I was get, so excited. Did you I didn't, and I was on my did own. Did you really? I didn't know no, what to do. So I, just, I just sprinted. No, you didn't. I did. Did you? I just you sprinted. sprinted <laughs> I just sprinted up the road. I love watching people sprint. Yeah, I just sprinted, and then I was like, "Yeah," and it was really, it was, it was an authentic moment. But as soon as it ended, I realised why that was in my head to sprint deep down so it was authentic and i was doing it naturally but then i realized oh, okay something in my subconscious was copying frank skinner because he told me years ago he watched bo burnham in 2010 in edinburgh and he was so excited by the show that he sprinted up the road afterwards and i thought i finished sprinting and i was like oh, at what point did you realize you're copying frank skinner it's like 25 yards in yeah when i pulled a hammy <laughs> i thought this is what would have happened did you manage to go to the final uh, or not no, actually, ask me the next question. What's the next question again? The so question eight. Who's the best player you've seen in the flash? Okay, skip ahead. Well, there's a question in there, like worst game, worst match. Okay, thing. we've never done this before. We're going to skip to nine and then come back to eight. Question nine. Worst experience you've had at a game? So I wasn't at this game, but Champions League final. So here's, here's the sort of climb down in my head. We that amazing IX match happens. I'm so excited. I sprint down the street. Suddenly, I remember I've copied Frank Skinner when he saw Bo Burnham. I go back inside, and I'm still on cloud nine about it. But suddenly, I look up the date of the Champions League final, and it is the date of one of my closest friends' weddings. I think you're going to say funeral. I wish I could have not gone. <laughs> right? They're not going to be upset if we're not going to the funeral wedding. I can't get out of. This... Well, you can't get out your best friend's funeral. No, you can. I'm saying the funeral. You can get out of that easily. Oh, right, right. You can get out of the funeral. You They'll never know. Yeah, well, come on. You what are the consequences of that? best mate's funeral. What are the consequences? Oh, see, Reese hasn't turned up. Oh, yeah. Or someone I'm not even friends with. Just their fucking relatives nearest and dearest. Get get a grip, mate. I'm done with you. You're an extension of him or her. <laughs> um, anyway, a female <laughs> close friend of mine yeah. um, was getting married on the day of the Champions League final. And I'd say immediately... With no sensitivity, with just pure panic, I'm texting like, "Can you move? Can you move it? You've got to move the wedding." Um, and then I was like, "There's got to be a way that I can sort of watch it. You're gonna have to. You're gonna have to get me a telly." It was all this sort of chat. You have to get me a telly. This Luckily, is serious, though, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, we'll never be in the. We'll never be in a Champions League final again, and it was ridiculous. And so I was like. It actually was arranged because her, her dad supported Tottenham as well. Still does. And um, he, it was arranged for a side room with the TV in it. The game kicked off during the best man speech. I'm watching it on my phone at the table. I'm not best man, of course. That's the groom side. So I'm not really interested in any of these anecdotes about the groom, who I at this stage don't know very well. Yeah, 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 whatever. Oh, you got pissed on a snag, dude. Brilliant, mate. Yeah, I'm watching this. We give away a penalty within the first minute. Everyone's sort of gleeful, laughing at the best man speech. I'm banging on the table. No! <laughs> you did not go to a strip club. I'm going... <laughs> I'm going mad looking at this. Like, gutted. The best man speech ends. I get up immediately. I go into this other room. We're 1-0 down. Penalty, by the way, which the next day... Uh, the Premier League and UEFA said, oh, yeah, that's not a handball. The rule has now changed. They changed the rule the next day to no. say, handball will be below there. Um, so absolute nonsense. Nonsense result. And then I had to watch it in a side room, pretty much on my own, 
except for with one or two other guys who are at the wedding who I didn't know that well at the time who supported Liverpool. Um, so that is my maybe my worst experience ever watching Tottenham was that. And then my girlfriend arrived just for the evening and didn't know anyone at the wedding. So I was like, I've sort of got to be a bit on again. I've got to be upbeat and happy. And then again, sort of like dramatising my life from having watched films. I was like, give me a second. Went to the bathroom, splashed water on my face like it was an eight mile. Slapped myself a bit to go, come on, you've got to get up for it. Then you just walk out into a wedding like, come on, Aline. <laughs> you just get it, got to get involved, haven't you? Yeah, dreadful. So what, 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 was the, what was the handball that they've changed? What happened? Sissoko stuck an arm out. I'm having a look. I'm having a look. It's just a bit too high up, I think, for a handball now. The VAR wouldn't give it. No, that is a handball. You think it is? Oh, absolutely. Put put your arm down, son. It's in the armpit. He's in the armpit. Hang on a minute. I think it's. They say now it's sleeve line. It's where the t-shirt sleeve ends. Really? I did not know that. Below the. That's the VAR rule. Is below the um, t-shirt sleeve. That's the other thing I really love about lower league football is that we don't have to worry about whether our goal is standing or not we can just celebrate free yeah. of any VAR controversies yeah I'm looking at that handball so comment here fucking hell even, even as a Liverpool fan looking back that's nowhere near a pen god I would have given that all day long right I'll be I'll be the judge of this well yeah we need a, we need a third opinion just my opinion, but Hamble, Sissoko Hamble. Here we go. Here we go. As a man who's watched football for twenty years, pretty much straight, I would say no, 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 no. It's come off his chest first, and then onto his arm is what it looks like. It like rolled up his arm. Right, like, that doesn't. That's still a handball, though. No, if it comes off another part of your body, it's not handball. Okay. Question, question eight. Favorite question. Although you you're bored of good players, who's the best player you've seen in the flesh? Oh, probably Harry Kane, but Is it's he? not as simple as that. Harry Kane, by by far the most all round player, can do everything. But watching Gareth Bale just destroy defenses was so exciting. But he peaked at Madrid, so I've you know I've seen Harry Kane at his peak, and even Modric when we would watch Modric, it was like yeah. what he could do. It was just insane. The passes well, for he Tottenham, could you know, it, you noticed it for Tottenham, did you? Oh god, yeah. I, Actually, I remember him you know being what? good, but yeah. He, oh, he was. I mean, he was like we we didn't replace him. Do you know what? There's a couple of others as well, which was Musa Dembele when he was on it. And he could just weave in and out. Ball would just be glued to his feet. No one could get near him. And all footballers who ever played with him say, when they're asked who's the best five-a-side player of all time, they say Moussa Dembele because you can't tackle him. He was so strong, but he was agile. He would just... It, when he was in the team... Him. Yeah, when he was in the team, no one got near him. Shit! But he had a lot of injuries and he couldn't play more than sort of 60 minutes towards the end. Yeah, my, my mate Luke um, is, is a massive Tottenham fan. He His favourite player ever is like Moussa Dembele. No, I didn't know that. But do you know what? I mean, it is Harry Kane and yes, Bale and Modric and Moussa Dembele. But do you know who was the most satisfying to watch? Who's the most sort of exciting, feeling quite skillful, but it's just really cool about it was Dimitar Berbatov. 
Oh, he was it fucking just, amazing. It felt different watching Berbatov. That first touch. I sometimes watch his little like highlights, like that is yeah, his first touch highlight. Oh, they're incredible. It was just so fun to watch him because he was so look he kind of looked like he was smoking while he was playing. Because <laughs> he came he was to United. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was just yeah. so cool about it. And it was so fun to watch him just go, oh yeah, perfect first touch, and I banged it top corner, whatever. That was like nothing else. No one else has played like that and been good. What did since. he can you remember what he was like sort of off the ball? Because he'd just be sort of walking around and Yeah, I think generally the, the I think the consensus on him was that he was kind of lazy. But there's loads of Spurs highlights where he picks up the ball on the edge of our box after a corner, passes it, and then sprints up the other end. There's loads of examples of it. But I think because he just looked so cool about it, everyone thought he was casual and not making runs and stuff like that. But that was in the time we had Harry Redknapp, who insisted on playing a big man and a little man together. So it was either Crouch and Defoe, and then it was Berbatov and Keane. Uh, so it just, the balance of those, back when you'd have two strikers playing as well in the Premier League, that balance, oh, I'm, what a dream. I've got a highlights package. He's unbelievable. Some of the stuff he's done. Yeah. Technically, he's always been like one of what like they call them like streets won't forget players, aren't they? Like the ones that everyone just remembers for being unbelievably technical. Yeah, and that was also peak, sort of peak era of my go my adolescent Spurs attendance. For some reason, when but I you're, think still, of, you're still saying Harry. Harry is the best. He is the best. When I think of Tottenham strikers, I think of like Pavlyuchenko. Yeah, that's like the, that's the first person that comes to my head. And I don't know why. Rebrov. Is it Rebrov? Rebrov. Soldado. Oh, not Soldado. <laughs> I mean, Jermaine Defoe was my hero when I was going as a kid. And I Jermaine Defoe was really explosive. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Walked past me. One of the best players I've seen play against Exeter City for Sunderland. He's unbelievable. Jermaine yeah. Defoe. Explosive player. He lost 6-3 to them, and if it wasn't for Jermaine Defoe, it probably would have been like a 3-3 draw. He was unbelievable. Final question, Reese. What interesting fact have you got about Tottenham Hotspur? Okay. You see this book right here? David Ginola. Le Magnifique. Actually, can I just say, surprise you didn't pick him? No, 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 no chance. No chance. Really? I don't really think I was sort of online enough at the age he was asked to really remember. Ah, right. I remember him leaving and me threatening to burn his shirt as a seven-year-old or whatever. But um, <laughs> <laughs> but in this book, he reveals that when he, uh, when he left Spurs and went to Villa, he announced the transfer on his own website, ginola14.com. And he predicts that that will be the future. That all players will soon be announcing their own transfers on their own websites. Now, you may say he was right. Social media. I still don't think players announce their own transfers. I think it's all down to the club and Fabrizio Romano. Yeah. yeah. But he did it on a sort of GeoCities, just like a crap homepage that anyone would have. That's so good. And if you go on it now, fourteen. 
Ginola14.com. It says David Ginola website, default homepage for. Thank you for visiting Ginola14.com. The official website for David Ginola is being revised and is currently under construction. Please return to the page again later. So on, on Safari, you can't even load up. Well, I, at least I can't. I can't find Ginola14.com. It's good. It's under construction. He's going to come back stronger. How long has it been under construction for? I'd have thought 20 years. It's going to be some website, though. <laughs> when it comes back. Oh, my God. I mean, if they didn't get it yeah. ready in time for him going on I'm a Celeb, then what is coming up? <laughs> yeah, what, what the hell's... Wow. That's, that's, that's what I really know, Jinnah. You know, my I guess is that he's, he's not building one. <laughs> you think he's forgotten about it? He was a yeah. good footballer, but I like, saw him on um, I'm a Celeb. That's, uh, that's as far as my knowledge goes of Ginola. Yeah, he's a good he was, footballer. He was amazing on his day, wasn't he? Primarily, though, I think he's known these days as a web designer. <laughs> a really thorough... <laughs> that's yeah. his forte. A yeah, thorough, thorough really web, thorough web designer. designer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's horrible. Reese. thank you so much for coming on MNFC. Thank you for having me. No, it's been a joy. Hope you've enjoyed it. It's About been terrific. Pretty, don't want to put any pressure on you. Yeah, it's been the uh, yeah, it's been the best day of my life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.